The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as Terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. So this joke is dedicated to Mrs. Dr. D, also known as Kara. She's the one that helps edit these things. Hey, guys, stop me if you've heard of this one. But how do you tell the difference between a boy and a girl ant? You use water. If the ant sinks, it's the female. And if it floats, it's the boy ant. <laughs> I quit this podcast. I'm never coming on again. <laughs> Hello, Arachnids. This is your host, Dr. Oh, God. This is your host, D to the Dr. D, Dr. D, reaching through the supervision-free source of Infinity Interfacing. I am joined today by my more consistent partner in Infinity, Brady T, and the famous previous guest, Maurice the Space Cowboy, formerly known as Derek. Hey, guys. How are you doing? How are you doing? doing? Doing good. Happy to be here. Yeah, today I am apparently the meat in an arachne sandwich. Listen, the one thing that I've learned from King of the Hill is that I want the meat and the heat. So, today on Arachne, we're going to be talking about Everwinter. Everwinter 2, the electric boogaloo. It's it's the brawl near Beantown. That's what we're going to talk about. But first, we should talk about business. Arachne is a part of the Professional Casual Network. If you would like to support the network, please sign up for our Patreon or purchase some hot swag at streamlabs.com, Professional Casual Network 1. I personally am sponsored by Monument Hobbies. If you don't know that by now, then poo on you. Use our code, Professional Casual in all caps, to get yourself a swanky discount from Professional Network. It actually directly helps us out. They're amazing paints. I have used the transparents. I used it on the Bakunin army that I used at the event, oddly enough, which we'll talk about that later. And I think that they're still some of the best paints in the biz. The new transparents are pretty awesome for the ones I have used. I have not had a chance to use the grime, like oil wash faux stuff, which I'm going to use for my Ariadna that I'm going to be painting here up pretty soon. So I'll have a review for that, hopefully pretty soon. And yeah, use that code professional casual and get yourself a swanky little discount. And we can't forget our sponsor, Mr. Laser. He makes sweet, sweet trays and all that stuff. From what I understand, he should be having Infinity stuff here very soon. I'm hoping I'll have to reach out to him again. But, guys, I'm joined by Brady T. and Derek to say that we got a new sponsor. Hot off the presses today. I got the email. They were like, hey, will you please stop harassing us if we give you this code? And I was like, sure. It's the Baron of Dice. 
If you want some sweet, sweet D20s with some cool logos on them and really cool colors, or you play any of the dice games, honestly, I think he's got everything at this point. He's an actually swell guy and just the nicest guy ever. So use the code ARACNE in all caps because that's how we do things around here. If you're going to use a code, you're going to use it with, with emphasis, right? And you'll get yourself a 5% discount. They do actually track where these codes come from. So if you use that, they know that we sent you. And the more that we send his way, the more he's willing to help us. And I might be able to get us some pretty cool prize support for all the events that happen up here and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. And then we'll go quickly over the events that are happening. Obviously, every winter just happened, so we don't have to talk about that one. But Captain Con is happening February 3rd and 4th in Warwick, Rhode Island. I am hosting a Bushido event in Marlboro on January 27th. And the other thing I want to make sure I bring up today before I forget, because I am a simpleton, is that this will be the last episode of the year. This episode will come out on Christmas, I'm pretty sure. So this this is our Christmas gift to you. Welcome, 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 Jesus, you've been born. And we greet you with arachne. I've never been so happy to be a present opened by people I don't even know. Yeah, we're here to talk about the Brawl in Beantown. Obviously, all three of us were, were there, and we were all very much looking forward to it, as far as I can tell. So I'll kick it off by just saying, hey, Derek, you're the one that ran it. Yes, I was. What is what is the brawl near Beantown? Okay, uh, so we're gonna step in the wayback machine, um, and if you get that reference, we can be friends. And we're gonna go back to uh, I think early 2022, because time has no meaning anymore in a post-COVID universe. Um, so, an old friend of mine that I used to LARP with in the early 2000s who I hadn't seen or heard from outside of bumping into him randomly at the game store for like 10 years had messaged me out of the blue and said, uh, Hey man, I know some people who are starting up a gaming convention in the area. Uh, they're looking for people to run games. They have 40 K and Sigmar and all the big stuff, but they want some of the newer up and coming stuff or the smaller games like MCP and star Wars Legion and infinity. And when I heard him say that, I was like, Hey, I know a guy. So do you want to do that? Do you want to run Infinity at a convention? And I had never been to a gaming convention before. I know about all the big ones and stuff, but I'd never had the wherewithal to go. Uh, And so I was like, "Um, sure. I don't know anything about that, but what's the worst that could happen? So he gave me a Discord invite, and I talked to the organizers, and the rest is history. Coincident with that, it was the first year after COVID that Corvus Belli announced that Interplanetario was back. And so they were opening up the submissions for satellite tournaments again. And so I wrote Corvus Belli an email and answered their little like six-question questionnaire about the event and said, we would like to be a satellite because that would be a cool thing to have on the tournament resume. And the worst they can do is say no. And they said, Sure. And I was like, cool, now I actually have to do this thing. Uh, And that ended up being Cube Free or Die presents the Brawl in Beantown, 
a part of the Everwinter Gaming Convention in 2022. And so we did that, and it was really fun. We had about 30 people, mostly locals that were cube-free regulars um, from New Hampshire, Mass, Maine, all the usual places. You know them, you love them. And we, we kind of had to change the name a little bit this year because whereas last year it was actually in Boston, this year it had moved to a hotel in Waltham, which was great because it was a much nicer venue despite the, the wall, the ceiling falling off. Yeah, despite, despite the ceiling falling down that time. That's a story we'll get into in another section. So I, you know, very cheekily changed the name to the Brawl in parentheses near Beantown. But, you know, Cube Free or Die presents because it's still the quarter four Cube Free event. End event to the Cube Free or Die series. And it's been working out super great. And But, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what the Brawl in near around. Actually, we're changing the name because there's already the, uh, the Baltimore Brawl is like a long established really big satellite event that happens down in Baltimore. And, you know, we don't want anybody to think that we're riding coattails up here in the Northeast. So as of next year, we will officially be changing the name to the Beantown Beatdown, which might have to be the Beatdown near Beantown, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So I was in the camp that we just keep it as the brawl because we're better. We're the super meta. What do they got? history and provenance and lots of people listen th- well, well listen this is recorded in america we are very prone to forgetting history thank you <laughs> that is a tradition that we should be kept alive It's me, it's Dr. D. I'm in a car and I'm using a really cool voice recording thing to tell you that I'm on my way to Everwinter and I had a really cool idea. What if I recorded some of the things that some of the beloved arachnids want to say to me or to the community? And I think it's a really cool idea. So hopefully you're going to hear some cool things about how awesome you guys are and how amazing Everwinter is going to be because... I love Arachne, and I think if we can get a bunch of people to say cool things, it'd be a really cool way to start this special Everwinter Battle Report show. So, guys, I love you. I'm Dr. D. I'm out. And make sure you tip your waiters. Uh, Talk to you later. Bye. So when you reach out to CB, do they know you by name now? Does Coney like have like a pet name for you yet? Does he invited you to his birthday parties? No, he doesn't. He doesn't have a nickname, but he. I mean, it seemed like he had some vague remembrance of me from last year because you know I talked about a little bit about what we had done. He's like, that sounds great. Uh, you know, the there's no. You don't get preferential treatment, as far as I'm aware, for doing a satellite. It's just an open invitation for whoever wants to, and then they select based on the answers you give them to the questions they ask. So, but they were like, you know, it sounds awesome. I hope you hope you get uh, selected, and good luck. So you and won, right? You're you're the one that gets to go to Interplanetario. Oh God, no. no. <laughs> No, my best finishing at any Infinity event I've ever played in was, I think, fifth, and that was probably six, seven years ago. So now I'm, when I get to play, I'm pretty solidly in the bottom third of the standings. 
But the the cool thing is about fifth is that it only takes one hand to count that. Yes, that is a mathematical accuracy as long as you haven't had a horrible hand accident. I mean, you and you work in industrial, so if any one of us is going to have that kind of accident, it's going to be you. Oh yeah, no, my my hands are a destroyed mass of scar tissue and metal slivers. <laughs> what about you, Bray? Yeah, so the. You know, for me, it's just a large, uh, large gaming event. Uh, I remember coming into it the first time around as kind of this answer to uh, a bunch of us got together. It's like, hey, we do all these big 40K and Age of Sigmar events all across the country. Why are there none of them in Boston? We have a huge scene in this area. And so I definitely came from it uh, the first year with that. And I like poked my head into the Infinity Room. I was like, oh, because at that point I was starting to get into Infinity. And this year got to got to do it as a player, which which is fun because um, I did the one over the summer as a TO. And uh, spoiler warning: I'll probably be running the the one next summer. Um, as well. Oh yeah, I already put you forward. Yeah, I, I heard my name in there. I, I have to double check dates. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a really fun. It's what what makes it really unique is it's an entirely gaming focused convention, which for good and for ill. Um, it is an entirely gaming-focused convention. You're an entirely gaming-focused convention. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. You probably should just have your wife write more of your jokes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, please. get. You really need to have Kara work on your... Uh... You're in in podcast jokes, there, buddy. All right, fine. Listen, if I don't, I got I got to wake up super early in the morning to come up with all these jokes. And you know what? You guys are just you're making you're just dragging me out into the light. I don't like it. I'm in this podcast, and I don't. I feel like I'm being attacked. <laughs> I don't like Your it. listeners deserve truth. <laughs> all right. So, Mr. Derek, Mr. Maurice, uh, tell us what were the demographics that attended this prestigious event. Right, so it was a little bit of a roller coaster. I had initially set the player maximum at 40 in the hope that we would encourage more people to join. Because last year, I think it was originally like 28 and we hit that and I had to increase the cap a bunch of times. Last year, we ended up with 30 people. This year, we had 38 signups, which was awesome, right up until about 32 hours before the event was supposed to happen. And then we had a whole bunch of people drop for whatever reasons. I don't know. Nobody, nobody came in touch with me. It's just I saw the numbers on the OTM start to drop. So the day of, we had 32 that signed in on the first day, including me, because there was some weird shenanigans. So I ended up having to play. And then we lost a couple more to real life over the weekend. Not that they died. They just had stuff to take care of or illness or whatever. I assume they didn't die. I haven't heard from some of them. It's never safe to assume. The player count on Sunday was 28 and I didn't have to play. Uh, But there are 32 players logged in the OTM. So I am going with a final player count of 32 officially for the Brawl 2. No, no. You best be careful because there's going to be people out in that audience who are going to count that number and might start a coup attempt, which we'll get into later. But but Arachnids, please note what number he just said. Oh, boy. What number was that? 32. Okay. Oh, wait, uh, yeah, I think I can predict where this is going. <laughs> there was no steal. <laughs> All right, keep going. No, I'm listening. I stand stand by my mat. Okay. (laughs) So so we were slightly bigger than last year. Um, We've got the the Someday Night Gaming Discord set up 
which we started last year after the first uh, brawl in Beantown as kind of like the local discord for everybody in the Northeast. Um, and that's been growing steadily for the whole year. Like, I think we're up to like a hundred ish people in it, um, which is super awesome. And there's a, and there's like some infinity celebrities. in there There's right a couple now. now. Yeah. We had, we had some of the participants of the most recent brawl join in, and there's some big names in the infinity community that are now hanging out in our local discord, which is pretty damn cool. I heard they have, uh, some members of the Iraq, uh, Rachnid podcast, like, uh, some really, some really cool podcasts. Yeah, yeah his, name, his name is Devin. He's, he's on the <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you like that sort of thing, I guess. I mean, <laughs> 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 yeah, there's there's one called like Meaty Chemistry or something. The Discord has been growing for the whole the the previous year, and I you know I figured we'd probably get a bunch of newer players because that's largely what's been coming in. Everyone in every in every state group has pretty much been recruiting either on purpose or accidentally for the last year, which is super cool. Like every Every state in New England's local group is growing, and that's really awesome. So that's why I set the player cap at 40, just trying to be like, hey, if you're on the fence, we've got room, come in, show up. It's a really great chance to learn a whole lot from a lot of different people in a really great group. You know, we posted the the, the sign-up thing, and all the locals jumped on immediately. Like, it's... <laughs> it shocks me how fast you guys sign up when I post a link. Like the first 20 or 30 spots, well, 20 or so are usually filled in like 15 seconds. And then I started getting messages on Facebook from people. I had no idea who they were. Like I, a couple of them, I had vague memories of hearing either the person's name or the ITS handle associated with that on our dearly departed MayaCast uh, podcast over the years. Um, and they were saying insane things like, I'd like to show up at your event. What's the Uber situation like in Massachusetts? Because I'm going to have to fly in and fly out on a tight schedule. And I had to be like, uh, good? I assume it's a city? I don't know. I'm from New Hampshire. Dear dear viewer, the Uber situation in Boston is in fact <laughs> not good. <laughs> Well, I apologize to every out-of-towner that I unintentionally uh, misled. Then I saw in the in the OTM, I saw names of, like, I don't know if famous is the right word, but again, like people who had been mentioned on MayaCast over the years, people I'd see in the, the roles of, like, all the big tournaments, like the Rumble and Arizona Armageddon and the Baltimore Brawl, all the big local tournaments, and those names started showing up on the OTM for the Brawl in Beantown, and I was like, Holy crap. And like, if you told me a year ago that people were going to fly from California to come to Massachusetts in the beginning of December during what was apparently a small hurricane to play Infinity with us, I would have laughed in your face and I wouldn't have felt bad about it. And they came like we had uh, at least half a dozen people from various states across the country and fairly big names in Infinity. Like got to give some love to our local stalwart from Maine Nuds, who is at all of my tournaments, but is a great guy and had come in sixth at the Salt Lake Showdown this year. Lobo 0705, who was number three, the number three player in the world, number two in the U.S., won Arizona Armageddon, the most recent one, Pseudonymster, sixth at that Arizona Armageddon, Brunix the Belgian Assassin, who, despite that fairly aggressive nickname, was maybe the nicest person I've ever met in my entire life, and a bunch of other people from all over. 
it just blew my mind. And then we had, you know, all of our stalwart locals, which was really great. And thank the gods this happened. My wonderful fiance, Erin, who was on your last episode, was there helping me run stuff as she always is. Your significant other, Kara, was also there helping organize stuff, taking pictures, doing a lot of the legwork, especially. And Mrs. Jello, who I believe you uh, dedicated the last episode to. Was also there. That was the first time we got to meet her. And she was super great because I sort of press ganged her into joining the assistant TO team when we found out on the first day that the numbers were odd and I would have to play so no one else had to deal with a buy round because who the hell wants to deal with a buy round on a big five round two day tournament? So I had the support of three other people handling all the data entry and the time announcements and the interactions with nerds who are not great at interacting socially with people. And that was a huge help while I was running back and forth between the two rooms that they had split us between, because that was maybe my one complaint about things this year was that they split us between two rooms, which was not great, but we made it work. We were the better room for the record. Yeah. <laughs> Which one, the big room or the small room? Because the small room was blissfully quiet. I got to say, I didn't have to yell in that room at all. So the big thing that I noticed between the rooms is that the small one was very much uh, a cold <laughs> box compared to the big one. Like the big one was actually pretty comfortable. Being t- um, well, maybe until the tail end of on Sunday, so it get a little warm in there, which I think is one of the reasons why the wall, <laughs> why the roof came apart. I think the glue c- cooked off. But uh, no, it was, I agree. It was a little strange we were in two separate rooms. Like I couldn't constantly look in people's beautiful eyes while I was playing. I know, I know that is key to your, you know, giving them your death stare to unnerve them while you make poor technical, tactical choices. Um, but I mean, we made it work. They were at least adjacent rooms, which was, which was nice. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, the, the big room, when we got there on Friday, it was already pushing like 70 plus degrees in there. And we cranked the AC down to 65 and it struggled to get there. But yeah, the other room. Yeah, that was that was a, a nice, uh, chilly respite from the big room. Also, there was a possum that was that lived outside the window of the little room, and he, you know, had a little nest out there and would come out, and poke his little head in, want to play Infinity, and we said, "No, Mister Moss, possum, you can't play Infinity. You're a possum. Get out we, of here. We need you. We need you outside devouring the ticks that are still running rampant in this area and darn, avoiding rabies. Darn right. Go do your job, possum, and we'll we'll throw you some trash later. Yeah, we will, we will leave you a trash offering after the event, as is custom in this area. So I gotta say that I we were it was kind of a blessing and a curse. I think for most of the people that were there, they were only there for infinity. I was more divided because I had to I was going over to the PCN area and I was talking to a lot of EMC people. Like I knew so many people there just because of all the communities I am a part of. I'm kind of like the glitter of the community because if once I go places I just kind of you can never pick me completely up. I'm just always kind of lingering around. I'm the Oh, you mean you mean you're like stripper glitter, not like arts and crafts fun time glitter. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like you clear up and your significant other's coming home, but there's still some stuck in the carpet. And they're like, who put this glitter in the carpet? You're like, I don't know, honey. It was the dogs, I swear. Hey, it's Mike. He's the guy that kind of got me back into this game. Um, he's really self depreciative. You got anything you want to say before the game, buddy? Hi. Okay. <laughs>
Next, I did it. You're recording Mike's uh, intro. For- that was Cyril. This is D again. Just coming back at it with, uh, hey, this is Cyril. <laughs> uh, I have no thoughts. I'm just happy to be here finally, once in a while, once a year convention that you get to come out and see all the people in this community that Dr. D is trying to bring together yeah. even more than it already is. And Cyril is the, uh, he brings the heat from down under, playing Tunguska. So, of all the five people that play that faction, he's probably one of the best. Okay, bye. <laughs> anyway, so, Brady, what about you? <laughs> I don't have much to add on this one. I mean, I showed up and was I was focused on being the celebrity. So you were beautiful. You had your best dress on. <laughs> uh, I, I I do know at least when I looked around from the the Warhammer side of things, it didn't look like they got as many of the bigger names that I'd seen in previous years. But um, it still looked like it was a fairly big uh, event for for the other uh, for the other game systems when I was poking my head around. And it's beautiful that you brought that up because I have to bring it up. Uh, party to the MCP side of the community because their their event grew like massively. They're they were like slightly smaller than us, I think, which is like almost I think double what they had before. Yeah, I think uh, I was chatting with Brian because he he asked me to make him another medalist medal for the MCP. I had done that a couple for a couple of a couple months ago for a tournament he was running, um, and I swung by real quick to drop it off to him. And I think yeah, I think he said they were up to almost thirty. Which was super cool to see a game that's only been around. How long has MCP been like an active thing? Like a couple of years? So I'm not bitter about it, but it's been about four years and Fantastic Four still haven't come out. So, you know, I think that was a drop, the ball drop on their part. But, you know. I, I would like to offer you my deepest condolences during this trying and difficult time in your life, Dylan. Do you have an egg? I could use an egg in this trying time. I have a dozen that were laid <laughs> fresh and donated to the prize support. That was a thing, Arachnids. If you come to a New England event, there's there's a chance that there will be a carton of eggs <laughs> as a prize. Yep. Because yeah. I do not specify when I say I will accept things donated to the prize support pile. So we should actually, that's a good thing to bring up too. When these events happen, obviously prizes are a big deal. I actually heard Lobos say something about, Lobos is a real person, by the way. He's actually not a legend. I actually don't know where he, where he is a legend, but he's not like a myth. He's not like a mythical creature that lives in the woods. So... I met I met up with Lobo and it kind of got me into the strain of thinking. And I said, you know, hey, he he came up. I don't remember if it was him or the Belgian assassin. I think it was the Belgian assassin. He came up to me and he said, "You're a lot quieter than I thought you were going to be." <laughs> wow, that's that that's not a, that's not a statement I'd usually use about you. I I feel like that means they didn't get the full double barrel Doctor D experience, like. I guess I was too I was too honed in. I was I was in I was playing my own game in my head that I just wasn't able to get out of all weekend. Yeah, I w- I thought that was hilarious when they said that. But anyway, Lobos is a real person. I, so is the Belgian assassin, and I agree. Belgian assassin guy is, is especially nice. And Lobos once said that he won an event and that he got to pick from whatever the prizes were, right? Because obviously, usually the person that wins first gets to pick the first prize, whatever. Blah blah. If, they, if there's not like something that they get just for winning, and he specifically said that. Some event that he went to, um, I'm not going to say what the event is, mostly because I don't remember what it was. And he said that he got his pick of whatever, but the person that got in last got an entire army. Wow. Which in some ways, which is in some ways kind of cool, mm. right? Don't get me wrong. But 
one of the cool things that you did consciously do was we had special prizes for the people that got first, second, and third, and also middleest and last. So go into that. So some months ago, we were just messing around in Discord, coming up with like patch ideas or just weird nerd stuff. And somehow the subject of discussion got on to like, oh, I think, okay, so it was in relation to the store Queen's Gambit where uh, Jake was going to be running tournaments and we were coming up with patch ideas for him. And we went from Queen's Gambit to somehow fixating on Freddie Mercury. And so I asked an AI art generator for uh, cyberpunk Freddie Mercury because that's what you do when you pay money for an AI art generator and you're me. And it came up with some really cool images. And so they just kind of sat in my Discord inbox for months and months and months. And then um, Keith, who some of you may know as Cyber Junk in the Trunk, uh, from his various exploits on various Discords across the land. He will be coming up again later in this episode. Excellent. Yeah, I know he will. Um he shot me a message one day and he was like, Hey, do you still have that, that concept art that we generated that time about that thing? And I was like, uh, I think so. So I scrolled back, I found it, sent it to him. He was like, cool. Because, and this was the weirdest, one of the weirdest conversations I've ever had in my life. He's like, cause I know a guy who can turn that into an STL and we can make it like a 3d printed, hvt model and i was like we can do that he was like yeah i mean there's a couple of working pieces we need to figure out but i'll send the guy the concept art and give him a basic rundown and we'll see what he comes up with and so over the next month or two we would chat back and forth every few weeks and this like secret artist guy turned that uh, concept art that the ai generator had spat out into the Mercury 9000 ultra limited edition, not official in any way. Please don't sue us HVT model that we had another local Nick, who is a 3d printing wizard, uh, churn out a bunch of them. So everybody who showed up to the brawl got one of these 3d printed models. And then did you not get one? Is that why you're motioning? And, and I got, I got three of them and I painted them all. And then I gave them to you. I never got one. No, no, uh, no, I don't. So think so. There wasn't one in your swag bag. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna have to check. Uh, if not, oh god. Okay. I didn't. All right. All right, Brady. Let's take him down. You get. You get his legs. I'll get his arms. <laughs> so now that this has been thoroughly derailed, um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be a cool thing because everyone was getting these, but to do something special for first, second, third, middleist, and the spoon the last place winner, because typically they just get the spoon, we would do some painted versions of these. And I asked you, Dr. D, because you are a very skilled painter, to do the ones for first, second, and third. And then I painted the ones for Middleist and the Spoon with medium effort. And then, yeah, we gave them, And I got to say, the response to the just the images of the STL when we posted that on the various Facebook groups, like that was more response than anything I've ever gotten to anything involving the brawl in bean town. Like we had, and then when, uh, Mr. Shy posted the one that he had, you know, 
Pro painted for one of our locals, that got an even bigger response. And then I started getting people saying, you've got to send me one of those after your event's done. Please, oh, please, oh, please. I was like, ah, I, I think we can make that happen. Just And there's some, there's some linking here because one of those people is James, who is sort of, I guess, one of the, the leaders of the Florida meta, who I actually knew. Mm-hmm. Personally, because I, you know, I played with him, and even not even even before he got into Infinity, ironically enough. And so, it's interesting to see how a single model you like. I've noticed that no matter how big you make it, the Infinity community, in a weird way, is like they all know each other. Like, there's a certain point where once you travel to an event, you're like you start bumping into the same people, mm-hmm. like kind of over and over again. Which I'm sure that was the same for like 40k and for all those things. And it's it's fun to see people that you know reacting to things that they think are cool. I don't know why it's like people watching on the internet. I've always been <laughs> fascinated with it. Yeah, that was that was uh, immense. And I honestly, I didn't have really anything to do with you know a lot of that. I just randomly generated the concept art, and then Keith took it and ran with it. Um, but that was such an amazing thing to see that response from the wider community to this thing that we started as a joke on a discord randomly one day, like that was incredible to experience. Now that goes to show you that sometimes the stupidest ideas are the best ideas. So Brady, when we were there, tell me about your stupid ideas when you were playing your games, run through your games. That was the best transition that's ever happened in podcasting. Go ahead. Take it away, Brady. Yeah. So uh, I was just there for one day. uh, So I did three games. Um, my first game against, uh, I believe it was Admiral Kirk, um, was the name, uh, playing O12. Um, it was a rough game for him. Uh, it started with him trying to flash pulse my turret, which he didn't realize didn't count as an enemy trooper because it's deployable, but it crit him three or four times in a row on face-to-face checks. Um, so that turret was just an MVP. I need to like print an extra special base for it because it was just refusing to go down. Um, and then Bit and Kiss, as the MVPs they always are, got the repeaters out and Norkius was able to get a total control on the tag. And you can kind of see where this is already going. And then the Umbra were able to push up to the board while the tag was just putting him in loss of lieutenant uh, with his own with his own tag. Um, it was a, it was a really rough game. Um, I I would definitely say um, obviously spending a bunch of orders for something that didn't ultimately matter definitely hurt him. Um, but he definitely gave a lot. Uh, he went first, but gave a lot of the onus on me because he didn't press his go first advantage. So I was kind of able to be like, oh, OK, I guess I act like I go first and was able to kind of push up and control the game. And when you're going against a triple Umbra list, you really don't want to let them have free control to, to push up and start exerting a lot of pressure uh, because they will munch on your face. My second game um, was not as good. I, I started off pretty well, uh, but I got greedy and really pushed my overdrone a little bit too far out. And a parrot EM'd it. And his tag was 25 inches away from my suppressing fire um, overdrone. It was like 25 or 26 inches away. And an EM mine was able to get into me. So I lost the overdrone. And he did some really smart maneuvering with a duo to get his um, 
little bot with that was a repeater within eight inches of all my umbra like just systematically get within eight inches of them and then trinity them into into oblivion so that that game was pretty rough um probably should have brought my sphinx list for that uh for that matchup specifically due to the table setup as well uh there was a lot of just open space not a lot of just like generic scatter so even if a lot of sight lines were blocked we definitely were running into the problem of oh there's just not a good spot to get cover here so you take these weird bad angles uh, and the quantum anomaly zones were not helping so overall my opponent played just insanely well he just he knew exactly what he needed to do to um cripple me and did exactly that he didn't really waste any orders and was able to take out my major attack pieces and then once he's done that you know, there's only so much you can do. And then my last game, and I apologize, I just forget everyone's names immediately. Um, I played someone who flew in. Uh, he was playing assassins, so I was I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. Uh, he won the role and said, hey, you get to go first on beer pong. And I was just like, okay. Or he's, uh, he said, hey, you get to deploy first on this side. And it was just like, uh, I guess I have to go first and kind of pray. And that game, I definitely got a little bit too aggressive. I pushed my Umbra a little bit too far, uh, far forward. I forgot he had a, a jammer on the side of the wall. I couldn't even see the model. And again, I, he told me it was there, but, uh, you know, when he's doing, doing his deployment, but I like didn't recheck as I'm moving Norkius up and he's like, all right, jammer you. And so, you know, you can see how quickly things start going poorly in that situation. I was able to play out the game a lot better than I was expecting. Uh, my Ikadrons really were coming to play. And the most important part in that entire game for me, and the, the highlight of the entire day and the entire event, is McMurrow came in to beat up my Overdrone. He's like, ah, oh, McMurrow, I'm the hero of the people. And my Overdrone backhanded him, crit, crit him, did two damage in the crit, and my Ikadron pulled out his pistol and said, nah, we got this boss, shot in, and was able to crit, because uh, World of Eight got the crit off, and did the last wound and killed um, McMurrow in combat in basically one round. And so that was, that almost brought me back into the game, actually, because he, like, that was, like, so, like, I, at that point, my, my uh, Nexus operator had been doing a lot of work in the middle, but going first on Beer Pong is just, so hard because they have so much control of that one point because it's only one point to get it over the line and then you have to control it for that second point and it's so easy for them just like i don't know i walk some idiot and i touch it and you know completely take that point away from you so if you're going first on beer pong you just you have to get such a crazy decisive win um and i think i pushed a little bit too hard for that and i probably could have tried to play for like a one point win so my two losses were pretty much just complete blowouts uh my second game i almost went into loss of lieutenant in turn one or not loss of lieutenant i almost went into uh retreat turn <laughs> one i was like two or three percent off of it it was like really like hey just kill one more thing just like actually kill my nexus operator and i'll go into retreat and i'll actually and i would have won because he didn't kill any of the hvts and i'd killed both of them so that was a like oh can you just kill one more model a noble strategy sir <laughs> so as always with all these events, um, the best part of it for me is getting to meet some amazing people. Uh, everyone is just so much fun to play. Uh, everyone is just having a grand time. I was as well. Um, I didn't make it for the next day. 
Um, but I had a really great three games, uh, win, wins or losses. It doesn't really matter as much to me because I'm not. One of these days, I'll actually have to like you know try to do like a, show up to an event and really try hard. But for right now, I'm just enjoying really trying to shoot for that middle list. We'll just. <laughs> do you want me to bring some like sweatbands and stuff for your wrists and your head so that you can become the sweat lord? I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna come in with like. Like show up to round three. It's like, oh, I'm going to pull off my ankle weights. Sorry, I've been holding myself back. <laughs> we'll just play Eye of the Tiger whenever Brady enters the room. <laughs> yep. I'll start working on my finger muscles, you know, to really move those models. Yeah, there you go. Dude, I have specific little, like, uh, PT uh, devices I could use for your <laughs> fingies. It's a nice, strong fingies. I am very familiar with those after destroying my hands at work. With the scar tissue? Oh, Yes. All right, so I'll go through my games. It'll be nice and quick uh, versions of them. So I got to play against some fantastic people. I actually enjoyed most of my time there. It was really good. So uh, my first game was against Jello. It was it was Jasmine's Jello. Jasmine Jello and Jello are two different people, but they know each other. Can you believe it? Amazing. It's incredible. So J- uh, Jello was playing U.S. Ariana. The first scenario was Frontline. I think this is how you say it. It's Frontline. The one, where, the one where you take the quadrants that go towards the deployments. I think it's frontline. I always confuse yep. it with firefight for some reason because I'm dumb. Uh, he beat me uh, because this is what happened, and this is totally canonically what happened, is I was uh, walking up the board, uh, getting ready to win with a fantastic win, and he said, if you beat me, uh, my wife is going to call me a silly name, and you're right. And I was like, you're right, dude. So I made sure that the riot girl that was in the spot that could have won was like a quarter of an inch too far. And that was, and I did it for Jello. That's why I did it. That's why I lost that game seven to five. What do you want? What are you this using is, your hand for? This is like the nerd version of race car driver excuses for losing the whatever the famous races are. I don't do sports. I think it's the Stanley Cup. Yeah, there we go. That sounds about right. So that was a really good game. Stanley 500. Uh, it was funny because... Um, it was one of the games, I'm going to say this a couple times, I just feel like I couldn't get any rolls off. It just didn't want to work. Uhahu was my MVP. And his MVP was Zant, because if you're playing U.S. Ariadne, you got a Zant, and he comes on the table, he's like, hey, all right, all right, all right. And he just started murdering everything around him, and it was pretty frustrating. Because, uh, it, you know, I, and then I killed him with some uh, drug-fused, uh, you know, fur creature monsters. Yeah, he's, he's dead now. Anyway, so... Sorry, U.S. Ariana players. You can't use Zant anymore. I killed him. I'm so sorry for your loss. All right. My second game was against Andre. Andre used to be my uh, sensei, and for lack of a better term, because he was the one that where I really started like putting my nose to the grindstone. So the second scenario was D-Cap. And this list, I very specific. Oh, and I should say, I limited my list creation to models that I had painted because my main goal was to win the painting award at this event. So when I brought my lists, I was slight, I'm not going to say I was hampered or whatever, but because I was obviously moving my list in a certain direction, but there were certain constraints that I had placed myself under. I attempted to do a, and I was playing Bakken, and I put myself under the constraint of trying a Lieutenant Custodier to do the Cybermash trick to see if that was a good trick for the DCAP mission stuff. And it actually worked. Uh, thankfully, I did beat him. Uh, I, this is the first game I ever have ever beaten Andre. He made a bit of a tactical mistake because he was playing Akon and he put his tag in the wrong spot and my Riot Girl missile launcher gave him gave him the boom and he went boom. And then he fell down and then I gave him some more boom. 
So I'm sorry, panel players, you can't use the tick belong anymore. I killed it. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss. You can never use that again in any of the other events. Okay. So the third game, I showed up to the table. And then the fourth table. And then the fourth game, I played against Jonah. And Jonah is a fantastic opponent. He is actually the one who won Best Painted, as he is well-deserved. Jonah is a fantastic painter, and he was bringing his, I always want to say Winter Force. It's not. It's White Co., the one with Hawkwood. And to sum this game up very easily, uh, when you play Capture and Protect, which is what the fourth mission was, you're supposed to get the box, and then you're supposed to take it to your side of the board. But you see, the issue is, I'm dumb. So when I did it, when I go towards the box, my first thought is, like, get everybody that can see me grabbing the box, you send them to Valhalla, right? You send them to a place where they can't hurt you anymore, all right? They send you to wherever Dad went to get cigarettes. So you go and go into the middle of the board. If he puts a bunch of crap in the board, I have to go through it. And I'm a bloodthirsty killing machine, so I did. I killed everything, and I, the, even the children, too. So I killed John Hawkwood. I'm sorry, White Coat players. You can't use him anymore. I killed him. He can't be used in any more events after this. Man, what an event. So I grabbed the box and brought it to my side of the table. So I got three points, but he was in retreat. So uh, poop. that would have been a solid win, but my bloodlust got too much of me, I guess. Uh, and then my fifth game, I went up against Red Baron. He had no pizzas. I was very disappointed. Uh, he didn't even get the joke when I told that, and it's a dang shame. So the fifth mission was Last Launch. Um I have strong emotions with Last Launch. I don't think it's a great mission. I'm not going to, maybe that'll be another episode, but I do think that going into this, I was at a big handicap because I did not have an Evo, um, an Evo, uh, like, hacker. And for some reason with Bakkenin, I seem to have difficulty just understanding how to get a specialist off the table. I don't know what it is. I'm dumb. There's a reason I scored very badly at this event. But I think I could have potentially won if I was able to get uh, Mother Swagatha up into space. But I was a single order short because I spent that order to throw a stupid eclipse grenade that I didn't need to throw. And the opponent was playing Assassins. So similar to Brady, I sort of knew what I was getting into. I did lose that game. It was a great game, though. Uh, he had to rush off to wherever he was from. Whatever. I can't To get the Uber that I had erroneously told him was uh, good in the city. Yeah, well, you see, it's not an Uber problem in Boston. It's just getting from anywhere to anywhere else in Boston. That's a big problem. So, uh, what did I kill? What did I kill in that game that nobody could play again? Um, I killed a mutt. So, sorry guys, you can't use mutts anymore. I killed them in the event, and you can't use them at events anymore. And I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I've ruined everybody's day. And so, I scored some points. He scored some points. I lost, and I got 21st in the event out of 20. Out of 28 slash 36. <laughs> 32. <laughs> Whatever. 32. What an interesting number. Wow, you should have brought that number up again. How interesting, mm-hmm. Derek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was how I did. You guys can make fun of me. I'll give you guys a few seconds of airtime if you want to make fun of me. I do, I do love the idea that there is exactly one of every model, and if it dies in a game with Dylan, it's gone forever. I mean, I, that is a great way to get CB to make new models, or maybe, like, refresh some of the older ones, because that'd be pretty sweet. Could you, could you go and kill uh, all of the Toha so they come back? Maybe faster than CB is doing it now? I don't want anybody to say Erasure or Winter or, or Mirror Ball around me ever again. You don't talk to me or my son ever again, please, to <laughs> wall players. Your stupid fart clouds. 
You got something you want to say, Brady? I see it in your eyes, Brady. You want to say something? I mean, I was I was one and two when I when I tapped out, so I can't. I, I was I was racing you down to the bottom as fast as I could. <laughs> yeah, poor poor showing from Arachne. I admit. Okay, so this will probably be an episode for the future, but um, I'm not going to use this as a, like a, a boohoo for me. But I left that event and I was super like, I don't want to say frustrated, but I was like sad because I was like I did not do well. And I was so disappointed in myself. And I was like, what am I doing? And I stood out in the rain and I looked up at it and I started drowning because my mouth was open and I barely escaped. But then after a few hours of being slightly drowned in a gutter alley in the Boston, in the near Boston area, I realized I got to get better. If I'm going to be the the host that you guys deserve, I'm going to let somebody else host the show because that's not possible. So guys, we got, we got to find a new host for the show because it can't be me. I'm not good enough. Anyway, jokes aside, yeah, I did have a really great time. Uh, I just, I don't know what it is. You know, some, you just go, like, I went in with certain expectations, and I didn't meet any of them. <laughs> and I don't know, it felt bad, but like you, but I really enjoyed myself at the same time. It was like a weird bitter, bitter sweetness to it, which is why I think I might have been so quiet, because I was already, like, by the time I had talked to him, I was like in a different like place, I guess. It might be worth talking about in the future, but I, for some reason, I just, I don't know what it was. I was in a weird place, but I really enjoyed the event. I have certainly, I have certainly ended events with a similar feeling um, because you're putting an expectation on yourself that isn't just having fun where I'm showing up to all the, like, you know, I showed up and it's like, I'm just, I'm literally just here to throw dice and have fun. I do not care if I go 0-3, like, we'll just, we'll have fun. But when you come in with that expectation, you'll still have fun in the game because you enjoy it. You enjoy the people you're with. But when you kind of have that minute to like kind of self-reflect, you you looked at your list of like accomplishments or what you were trying to get out of the game that wasn't just have fun with a game. And you're like, oh, I, I didn't hit those. And that that is that moment of kind of awakening. You could you could say of like, do you want to start tryharding? And and I'm using that like not actually meaning it you know, in a negative connotation, but like, do you want to start taking that next step of like, okay, I'll paint it. I'll bring an unpainted model. Cause I don't care about winning best painted. Right. I care about winning those games. Or you, you kind of go back to that draw, that drawing board. And like, I only care about winning best painted and you, and you go break Jonah's fingers. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Jonah will never paint again. So if you pass by an abandoned building, that's filled with radiators, he's tied to all of them. Every single radiator in that building, he will be tied to. No, but seriously, I have no ill will to anybody. Uh, I think that it's like, like Brady said, it's like going, it's like going uh, to to play like baseball and hitting. You you're wanting to hitting a you want to hit a home run, but you only got a triple. It's like you still did an amazing job, but you're just like, oh, I was so close to greatness, and yet I just fell and fell asleep in a gutter outside of Boston again. I mean, I'll say I lost all three games that I ended up playing, and I lost them hard but i had an absolute blast along the way but did you kill any models that no one else in the entire world can use no because i'm not you and i don't have that weird superpower (laughs) (laughs) so hey it's me dr d you know the guy who runs this stupid podcast. And so uh, I'm in front of here with the PC, the PNC, as uh, Carol likes to call them, uh, the PCN boys, uh, as they're sitting around doing nothing like they always are. And I figured I'd let them talk into the microphone. Uh, hey, this is Tim from the PNC. Um, 
uh, you know, I'm going to talk into a microphone for a little bit. Uh, we're actually happy here to be supporting Dylan uh, every winter. Uh, we are taking kind of a firm stance and um, just here to emotionally support them as we will continue to sit here and kind of do nothing over the course of the weekend. Um, we were invited to play some Marvel Zombies uh, as well as to go check out the Infinity Tournament and we will do that. Uh, we're waiting for the stream to go live for it. Uh, effectively, once that's up and going, uh, we'll, we'll watch. Uh, you, no. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan. I wore Dylan's sweatshirt. So, Dan, we like to support the less fortunate people in the world. Um, we like to give them jobs so that they can help uh, make the world a better place. But, you know, actually, by God, <laughs> by God, he's been doing it for so long. He still hasn't done much, but, you know, we're, we're hoping for him. The big thing. That, okay, bye. No, hold on, hold on. The big thing that we're hoping for is that, you know, Dylan is known right now as the 23rd uh, most good player in, in Boston, New York. So uh, we're really we're really hoping he breaks into top 20 this weekend. So we're all rooting for you, man. I have to get out of here early, though, because i got to teach people how to not use crosswalks. It's like, we might freeze to death on the way to your house if we don't. So Actually, I, I think in uh, Boston, New York, they just call it New York. So <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Because here in Boston, we don't call them Boston cream donuts. We call them cream donuts. Well, in, in New York, we just call it style pizza. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that makes sense. All right, arachnids, um, I hope you're going to have a better day than me. Bye. So any other things that you guys did during the con? Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of time between, you know, running and all that fun stuff uh i did spend a few seconds to run through the vendor hall which was really cool because there was a lot of really neat stuff on offer uh, on my way to deliver the middleist medal to the mcp guys um and i stopped by the baron of dice booth because he had recently gotten a deal with corvus belly to make infinity dice and they're absolutely beautiful and i hadn't picked up any yet and he had a whole stack of them or the booth had a whole stack of them in various different factions and colors. And there was a set of Ariadna ones that were this really nice dark green with kind of like mottled reddish brown running through them. The Ariadna symbol on the one face of the one. And I was like, I will take these, please. And I gave them my hard-earned dollars and I ran back to the infinity room because we were going to be starting in like 10 minutes. And I walked in the door and Aaron said, hey, Baron of Dice was just here dropping off a couple of dice boxes for prize support. They're on the table. And I was like, expletives. Um, so that, that, gave me a, that gave me a good laugh. And it should be said that I talked to the Baron, as I said. Hey, you, and out of curiosity, Derek, if you were going to buy those dice from a certain website, is there a certain code that you would want to use at checkout to get yourself a 5% discount? Uh, I think the code is like metachemistry or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> it's arachne in all caps a-r-c-h that's not how you spell arachne dylan <laughs> oh uh, a-q-c-x-7 okay. exclamation point so i did actually talk to the baron himself and he said that working with cb was one of the easiest things that he's ever done as far as like working with an ip goes which brings up the idea that if you ever have an idea of doing stuff like that you maybe want to do with the infinity ip it might actually be worth reaching out to them i actually bet you'd be surprised what you'd get every every interaction i've had with anybody over at cb has been incredible they're really willing to work with you to get any issues resolved um 
and they're all just really friendly. I know it's most, it's all just uh, email conversations via text, but everything comes across as really friendly and accommodating and really, really nice. What about you, Brady? Yeah. Um, I, I poked my head into some of the, the Warhammer areas uh, to talk to some friends. Um, I also submitted a model to the painting competition. Um, unfortunately, it was I, I wanted to get a custom model done for this, and I didn't have time, um, so I submitted a, a previous model that I had painted in the past, uh, just you know, just to have something in the, in the case because that that feels nice. Uh, got to swing by the Horus Heresy area because I always really like seeing how those armies look on the tabletop. Uh, but really just spent most of the time either in Infinity or just kind of poking around and seeing the, that kind of whole competitive community uh, and, and, you know, just kind of drinking in that energy. The energy at this Everwinter was really good. It was. There were, there were <laughs> a couple of issues. I know behind the scenes, the organizers were running around like crazy pants, but I think it's really a, a testament to their skill that, most of the people there to play games didn't really know anything was going on until that piece of the ceiling fell off and almost crushed a child. <laughs> that, <laughs> that yeah, see, that's why you should come to Infinity Events because weird stuff like that happens. And it was all, it was the child of the person that won Spoon. Yeah, even the uh, even the building was trying to tear that guy down. Yeah, I don't, man, I don't know what uh, our beloved reigning spoon two hill has done to so enrage the dice gods but man he's got to start sacrificing chickens or constructing altars or converting acolytes or doing something well the hotel clearly craved his child yeah <laughs> no nobody i'm glad nobody was hurt a freak occurrence that startled the hell out of everyone but you know other than that it was a really great time I do want to add to to that of not not crushing children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is a powerful segue, Brady. That was amazing. You have you have like every con kind of starts developing their their feel. You know, if you like Adepticon is just all about wargaming, but really about like hobby, and you really just get that that feeling of hobby, especially from like Adepticon. Adepticon's a great a great con. Um, Everwinter is really building up that competitive spirit it like you know really started that way and you go there and you just see people like loving the game for the game aspect and that's like everywhere in present so you may not get to spend as much time doing like you know conventional con things at, at everwinter which which maybe they'll keep building up but what you will get to do is you know if you can go and find the time to do maybe like one or two systems you'll really find some like dedicated passionate people and if you're looking to try to like create a new meta in your local area it's a great time to find people in the new england area or as we've seen with infinity like all over the united states and so that that energy is just like permeates the entirety of of everwinter so if you're looking to maybe try to grow and all that like it i think this con will continue to grow in that direction where again like you know you have like something like adepticon where it's just an amazing hobby an amazing like war gaming space this one's like really a, a very gaming part of the wargaming hobby. Yet it doesn't have the like, dare I say I don't, I don't know if this is the right word, but like the oppressive, competitive nature that you would go, you get at places like LVO. You know what I mean? Maybe not oppressive, you know what I mean? But way less like sweaty. This, this, uh, n none of the 
systems have a big enough title. So if you show up, you do, in theory, have like a shot. You're not going to LVO where it's like, hey, you're going to have to, if you want to do well, you're going to have to fight your way through like eight Art of War players uh, for like for Warhammer or, you know, again, I know Adepticon is really big for for MCP. Um, so you'll, you'll potentially even have a chance at some of these events if you really care and really are trying uh, for your game. And there are narrative, you know, I know Heresy was doing a bunch of narrative. I think there was a narrative 40K event going on as well. So like, come and enjoy it but yeah you don't have to worry about sweating as hard as humanly possible stay hydrated folks so what are what are your thoughts on ever winter itself i guess we just kind of answered that question but any any further thoughts on that i will say i'm so glad they moved out of like the the main yeah, city proper yes. uh as much as as much as i like driving in boston i i also like you know not doing that would you say that the uber situation in boston is in fact not good uh, being in a car in Boston makes me long for death. So like, <laughs> as you know, what put me in a truck and and just drive me into the stir, uh, you know, just drive me into the bridge. Yeah, as <laughs> as a resident of New Hampshire, I will do anything and everything to avoid driving in, around, or near or through Boston. Um, so I'm really glad that it was in a different city at a different venue. Um, it was great last year. It was even better this year, and they are continuing to grow, and it's in a very positive direction by, like, all metrics I can think to mention. Thankfully, Miles, one of the main brainchilds of the Everwinter thing, lives very nearby to me, and I play Infinity with him. And so I will do everything I can to make it so that it will no longer be called Everwinter, but it will be called Infinity Winter. <laughs> From this point, Cube for Your Die presents Infinity Winter, the gaming con, <laughs> formerly known as Everwinter Bean for, near yes, Brawl for, Town. The Bean near Brawl Town. <laughs> that's that's where we're going. Yep, print it. That is. All right, put it on short, ladies and gentlemen. Kara, thanks for writing that up for me, real quick. All right, here we go. So that we're not dead yet, folks. Ten out of ten, no notes. Uh, <laughs> All right, I guess it's a good time for closing thoughts. Any closing thoughts on Everwinter 2? My brain is a mushy, quivering pile of exhaustion. Uh, I would do it all again in a heartbeat over the weekend. It's a lot of work and a lot of effort, but I love every second of it because for it, me at Infinity, at least, it's so much more than just playing the game. It is a huge, necessary pile of social interaction with a bunch of people that I really love and care about. Uh, and that makes it worth the stress and the exhaustion. Uh, I guess it has, I think it has been officially announced, but like Ironweld, the, their summer event is happening in June. Uh, I really do like this. You know, you have a summer and a winter. Um, I, again, I'll probably end up being running the, the summer infinity event. Um, they're just so, again, they're so much fun. Um, just, just show up, you know, we're just outside of Boston. So you just have to get out of it. You just come in on your plane, blindfold yourself and just drag yourself out of the city and then you'll have a good time and then you can learn about the uber situation i don't think the red line uh, or the orange line catches on fire as often as it used to no not not as much as it used to that's for sure thankfully the silver line goes out of logan logan's the airport by the way uh but by the way very uh misinterpreted the silver line is in fact not really a subway line it's buses they don't tell you that so very misleading <laughs> if you come to the city wow I thought you were just—I thought you were just talking about like seams of ore running through the ground. There's nothing left of value because, in Boston. Let's be honest. Oh, okay. All right. Only beans. Well, I mean, there's an aquarium there. It's pretty nice. Aquarium. 
Uh, no, there there is an Everwinter event next year. <laughs> oh, got him! <laughs> Drop the mic. Brady has won Everwinter. Congratulations, sir, as the biggest winner of <laughs> taking a victory lap. Are we are we recording this? Because I want to publish this video of what he's doing on camera right actually, now. It's funny you bring that up because Kara and I have actually been talking about recording our stupid faces while we record these things so they can see my hobo shirts and my uh, black cat art in the background. Because uh, doesn't, doesn't love that. Yeah. So next year, uh, we do have some plans for a rap. Actually, you know what? It's a good time to talk about a rap me before we end this episode. As a, as a Christmas gift to you, the viewer. Um, our gift for you is a year more of whatever the hell it is that we're doing. So, <laughs> so we look forward to that. Um, I think we do want to do some more video recording. And we do have a audio drama that I'm going to announce on the episode right now that is actually in the works. The first draft of the script is being written right now. And there's just some production stuff that I need to get on my end all done up. And also the voting for Muscle Mommy uh, the the female appreciation shirt uh, in the Infinity Universe is uh, I'm going to close the votes after this episode comes out. I have gotten 26 votes, I do believe. Some people voted for more than one, and uh, some people voted for uh, males, uh, like maybe one of the people in this room that's in this conversation right now, Brady. We're not naming any names, but it's Brady. <laughs> I mean, that could be that could be anybody that you're talking <laughs> it could be about. Anyone, now. and so. I guess when this comes out, you can't vote anymore, but I do appreciate anyone that has voted. Uh, it will be art commissioned by myself. It will actually be an artist commissioning it because I know that some people are sensitive about the AI thing. And for something like this to appreciate the actual Infinity Universe, I wanted to spend the money on it. So hopefully early next year, I'm hoping maybe around February, we'll have a sweet new shirt that we can all appreciate and wear and embarrass ourselves in public. And uh, yeah, as far as I know, that's it. As It's coming up for this next year. If you guys have any things that you want to like suggest that we do, please send me an email or yell at me in public forums uh, or in my house. I guess if you could somehow get in here, that's a little strange, but you know, I'm down, I'm down for it. And I just want to tell everybody how well the show has done over the course of, I mean, Brady, I think we started doing this in, Oh God, it was like early summer. Yeah. It was a little bit before um, iron weld. So Jeez, I probably could go back and find our first recording. It's probably it was like March or something. It's probably like March or April or July. That sounds like about that right. Area. So in that half year, thanks to you, the viewer, you specifically, yeah, you. I'm talking to you right now. You, yeah. Point to yourself. That's you. So you yourself, we have gotten four thousand downloads, which is pretty not bad for this is the 19th episode. So I wanted to say. Thank you very much, guys, for listening to us. We really do appreciate you being here. Even Derek, as much as he probably didn't want to be here, I appreciate that he came. And so I, at this point, I would like to thank all the guests that we've had on here. Uh, you know, I'd love, I'd love to thank Brady. Uh, he's a Christmas gift all year round. And, you know, we hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. Have a happy new Christmas, happy new year, or whatever it is that you do in this period of the world spinning around the sun, uh, whatever you want to call it. So we really appreciate that you keep listening to Arachne and we only have intentions of making it any, making it better. And we can't do that without you. Yeah. You, I hope you're still pointing at yourself because I'm talking to you. So is there anything else you guys want to say before we wish these guys a happy new year? No. Okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> 
Uh, one thing I do want to say that this is very important, and this is definitely one of the last things that we should talk about, is that I, at Everwinter, was falsely accused of saying Jasmine's name incorrectly. This is poppycock. I'm sorry I had to use the P word, okay? I'm sorry, but this is this is poppycock and slander. I didn't say Jasmine's name wrong last episode. And if you think I did, you're a ninny. Yeah. I'm sorry I had to use the N-word, too. I mean, it, it would be impossible for someone to go back and check the audio. I'm, I'm sure nobody was ever called Jacinda or anything like that. No! I don't know where that... People keep saying I said Jacinda, but we even listened to the episode and we said Jasmine at the very beginning. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have that hanging over my head into the new year. So thanks, guys. It's going to be my new year's resolution is to somehow unshame myself from that. So, guys, we did it. We managed to talk about an event that Lobo won. What a showing. What a time to be alive. It's infinity. I love you guys. <laughs> Love you too, Dr. D. Thanks. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> so if you think I'm okay or you love me, give us a five-star review. <laughs> that could be your Christmas gift to us. If you give us a five-star review, especially going in the new year, that's going to be dynamite. I do read them if I can find them. It's really oddly hard to find some of the comments sometimes. We're trying to figure out a better system for it. But all the ones that I have read uh, talk about how you love our guys' energy and the fact that we put so much effort into our audio so, yeah, trust me, there's a reason I do so much audio. You imagine me unedited? Oh, my gosh. That'd be awful. So give us a five-star review if you can. If it's got words in it, even better. And we are so excited to go into the next year. And if you want to get in touch with me, my name's Dr. D. It's DR with a dot and then a D. And you can find me on Discord, or you can send me an email at furypainting at gmail.com. Goodyear, call me. You can find me, Brady T, on Discord at Brady T. You can find me, Derek, at Discord at D. Schmidt, because I didn't come up with a clever Discord name, and now I'm too lazy to change it. And we also got to thank all the people in the background that keep this podcast running. Kara for helping doing all the editing, Tim for running the network, and Santa Claus for delivering it on Christmas Day! Hooray! It's a nerdmas miracle. It's a hot, what is it? It's a festivist miracle! <laughs> so thanks for listening, Nomads. Make sure you keep it popping out there, and don't let Aleph get you. We all know Santa Claus is Norkius. I don't have anything clever to say at this juncture. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's, Arachnids. We'll see you in the next year. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of Wait, Did I Roll a Wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have 
Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and the Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.